What's up, guys? How's it going? Ciao, ragazzi. Luca Laporta here, and we're bringing you another episode of the Milan Guys podcast. Uh, we're really keeping consistency with the podcast now. Uh, last Friday was the last episode, so Friday is kind of a good day, especially after after a Thursday Europa League match, and we can preview uh, the weekend of Serie A too. So today I bring on a very special guest. He this is his debut in the pod. Uh, I always talked to him. He always wanted to be on, and you might know him as at Dr. Drug Free on Twitter, but he changes that now. It's just the Paracelius. I'm going to call him Para. I guess I'm, I've always called him Para. Para, what's going on, man? How's it going? Uh, hey, guys. This is uh, Paracelsus here. Yeah. Uh, Luke actually mispronounced it. It's uh, at the Paracelsus now, but Dr. Oh, Drug Free is still in my bio, so you can still find me there. I'm, uh, at the same, I'm always on Twitter 24 hours. He is. You are always on Twitter. Every time I, I do see you on Twitter a lot. As, and he also is. Uh, he's probably. Would you classify yourself as, as a, a gift merchant? Definitely. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have master of moving pictures in my bio. So yes, I would. I would call myself a gift merchant. A gift. <laughs> okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, first off, we're gonna recap uh, the big. The big win. You know what? Finally, Milan scoring some goals, filling the net uh, yeah. against Austria. Vien, five uh, mm-hmm. one, a really big win, and definitely I think. And again, I'm not going to tell you all. Oh, it's a world class victory. It's a statement. It's not. You know, it's, yeah. it's just Austria. However, it could be a confidence booster that can that could lead the city out to. Um. So just five one win. Uh, because Rodriguez got it started. Actually, well, we conceded first. That mm-hmm. I think, and I, you know, even though it was a kind of like like that goal had like FIFA written all over. I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like, like a glitch in real life. Oh like, yeah, it, it was terrible. Like, it looked like honestly, I would smash my yeah. controller. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I blame Donnarumma more than I do Bonucci. Honestly, because oh, definitely, it was it was yeah. the goal was totally his fault. Like there was no yeah. the people were blaming Bonucci because obviously it's 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 quite easy to blame Bonucci in that situation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you look at the goal. What happened was the ball was like cleared into our half, right? And yeah. so Donnarumma comes out, and like when he comes out, yeah. he's like lost in two minds. So like by the time he gets, he actually comes out of his box, and like he doesn't slide, he doesn't like try and catch the ball, he doesn't try and kick it. He just like stands there with his yeah. legs wide open. I know. And the the dude just pushes it to the side and runs around him, and Donnarumma's yeah. like. Oh, what 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 just happened? Yeah, and now was, he's yeah. put Benucci. He's put Benucci in a difficult spot because now Benucci is the only one left protecting the goal, and he just has to slide for it. And I don't know. I guess he just didn't slide properly because it just yeah, went right through his legs. Yeah, it was it was an it was like the probably one of the weirdest goals I've seen definitely this season. Probably in the last few seasons, it's just the ball was rolling so slow, right? And he mm, yeah I, yeah yeah yeah. You know what he was trying to do, and the commentator was saying this yesterday here, and we should be the same commentator. I think he was trying to control the ball. Oh I yeah, think, definitely. He yeah, wanted think, to stand up and keep playing. Yeah, like, he didn't want to concede the corner. Yeah, we shouldn't really need to do honestly. Just get it out. I don't yeah. really care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't want to concede the corner, but I can see. Well, you know yeah. what's passes now, but honestly, all jokes aside, um, I said this on Twitter yesterday. Bonucci, ever since that red card, has looked like himself again. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I said it at the time, where it was like this red card could honestly just be the best thing for him because he's played yeah. like ninety minutes nonstop every single game. He mm-hmm. could just need a break, like it happens. But you know, 
just bench Benucci for a while. Like me and I think Rossi were saying, just bench Benucci. Like he needs it, and like the red card just benched him. So I guess that that was what he needed. Ever since the the Sassuolo game, he's just been like playing out of his mind. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that you know Benucci, he'll he'll be okay. I'm not Benucci's the least of my worries, honestly. Because yeah, I, honestly, I, I mean, there was some there was some hand wrenching on Twitter, which was embarrassing. Where people were like, "Oh, I never wanted Benucci, but oh, why did we even buy him?" And I'm just like, "Okay, guys, you, you need to stop. Okay, it's time to stop. You don't need to. You don't need to posture. You don't need to act like you didn't want Benucci. It's fine. He's in bad form. It happens to everyone. Yeah. He'll be back." Yeah, I'm gonna retweet the. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna retweet the goal. So, like, anyone who just goes on Twitter now, you can see like yeah. the goal that we're talking about. I just retweeted it. Yo, and uh, Badar just put in the live chat, Montella is a bucktooth loser. <laughs> Montelino <laughs> greater than Belia. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Badar. He also said, Para, I'm not going to swear, but he said, blank your FIFA career mode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually updated that phrase in a while because I haven't played FIFA in a while. I need to I need to get back to that just to piss Badar off. <laughs> um... So, yeah, and honestly, you know what? I think it was all around. We, after conceding that first goal, we did come back and. Uh, oh, and yeah, we definitely. Looked we looked, you know, and I, I, wanted to, yeah. I wanted to say so often that, like, your MCM really thought that Milan would lose that match when we conceded first. There was no doubt in my mind that we would come back because, I mean, um, I think it was um, Boban that tweeted, like, two days earlier where it was like, Austria Vienna have lost, like, their last five league games. And like half their starting lineup is injured, so it's gonna be an easy win. And okay. I originally quoted it, and I was like, "Damn, you just gave everyone ammunition for when we win." Uh-huh. People were just like, "Oh, it's only Austrian, and half oh. their lineup was injured." Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And like even before we scored, I was really seeing people where it's like, "I can't believe Austrian is dominating us at that zero, and has to go." And I'm just like, "Okay, guys, I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna wait for this goal. I'm not gonna indulge you guys today." You know what though, and I, we, I was talking that we were talking before, uh, like just in the last few weeks. I did say that like we have had a problem scoring goals. Uh, you see, I didn't agree with that when you said that. I no? I, I remember when you said, but I didn't agree with it. Why not? I think because, because we don't score that many goals. Yeah, but do you know the thing? I feel that a Milan schedule has made people lose perspective at times, because what happens is every single time we play decently well we are forced to play a ridiculously hard team who proceeds to beat us pretty comfortably in some cases and then people just like lose perspective because it's like okay let me use the example of um the kievo win so we beat kievo 4-1 right yeah suso plays chalanori plays everyone plays we look great right and i'm like damn we just beat kievo 4-1 but now we have to play juventus and naturally, we try our best against Juventus, but it's just not enough. Which happens, you know, they're a better team than us. And we lose 2-0. And then we go to Sassuolo and beat them 2-0, which is okay, I guess. It's not amazing, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah. And then right afterwards, we have to play Napoli and we lose 2-1. And yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. it's, it's like, it, it's just difficult, you know, to build any sort of form because it's just, we're just playing these difficult ass teams right after we've had it had a good game and then we have to immediately go and play like the toughest team like it's it's yeah. just it's tough okay and like watching milan's games like i have literally i'm not exaggerating when i say i have watched every game we've played at least twice this season 
Yeah, you and have. I can say, I can say that when people say that we have no game plan or we have no ideas, that is the biggest exaggeration and the biggest like sensationalization that you could ever say because when you watch Milan play, you can clearly see what the players are trying to do. You can clearly see that when we're in possession, there's at least two or three players where, okay, this is a, I don't want to talk in American football terms, but like you can see that when a player has the ball, it's like, okay, here's my first read. I'm going to go there. If he's not open, I'm going to go there. If he's not open, I'm going to give it back to Benucci or Bia or whoever is but playing it's as Bia. But it's, it's a boring sight. And like, like the, that's the thing. That is how... Yeah, I'm not saying it's even entertaining, right? But I'm saying that that is how Montella has decided that he wants us to play. Like, is it the best, the most entertaining side of football? No, it's 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 not. But it's really it's, not. to say that we have no idea is just it's 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 a lie. I always say that you are literally lying to everyone's faces when you say that we have no plan or we have no idea because we do. It just so happens, and people forget this that the other team is playing defense as well. It's not like they can just let us. Let's I know, I, I see that. But, They're trying to defend as well. But we're, we're defending too, and they score on us. <laughs> and like we, ha- we, we have a, <laughs> okay. and we have, and we have a good, a, I think we have a good enough backline. I don't think the our defense is, is actually, I, I would hate for everyone to hear me say this, but our defense is legit, like, good. Yeah, you know why we can see so much? Yeah, it's good. We, you know we, we can see so a lot, though. We can see so much because, A, earlier in the Trust. season, we made a crap ton of individual mistakes with gifted we goals did. to people. And second of all, every single time we play a big team, that team's talisman just, like, blows us out of the water. I don't... Okay, like, Higuain has not play, has played, like, two good games this year, and the one came against Milan. Oh, did you see Higuain's goal against... Yeah. Did you see, did you see how tightly Romagnoli was marking him? Yeah, and no, he just, like, no. got that shot off like it was nothing. I don't, like, literally, honestly, like, it was nothing. Yeah, I was at, I, I was, yeah, I was at Milan Club Toronto for that. Like, we were all together in the Milan Club. And, like, oh, wow. everybody just went silent. Like, what, what the... Like, the two goals that Higuain scored oh, in Milan are the, the, are the most goal. accurate the most accurate shots I've seen this season of, in, like, any context in any sport. Like, those are the most accurate yeah. shots yeah, I think kind of BS. Like, if he takes that shot, I'm going to retweet Higuain's first goal. And, like, the people that are this listening can, like, see just how little Romagnoli could have done to stop this goal. Like, yeah. watch where the ball goes in. Like, I know. It's insane. And the second one off the post. <laughs> it's just, and I hate to use the term unlucky, but you can't deny that Milan has not, has no. not been lucky in We're any not- of these big games. We haven't been lucky. I mean, we lost to Inter it. on a last-minute penalty. We I think was like sad. how cool. We're, we're, like sad. that game was two-two. That game was two-two. It was so fair. It was yeah. such a fair result, and like we, we lose on a last-minute penalty, and like everyone's forgotten that now. Which it was, was kind like, of soft, soft penalty, to be honest. But I, I think it was. Yeah, soft. it was. It was very soft. And 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 now when you look back at the schedule, it's like oh, we lost Inter three-two, and Icardi scored a hat trick. Yeah, and Milan, they didn't even they didn't even show up. I'm sure the two goals were just consolation. But if you watch the game, it's like. Damn, Milan was in this. Milan in the second half was a better team. It just so happened that Inter scored the last minute penalty. Like no one, no one cares about how well you played. And it's the same thing with the Roma game as well. You know, we played for the first seventy minutes. We were the better team, but Roma gets two chances and they score two goals, and no one remembers. So it's it's tough. And I hate to sound. I hate the fact that I am saying exactly what Montella would be saying because that's reputation. I'm trying to slowly shift myself off of where people just think that I just like defend Montella blindly. But like, 
you can't deny what there is some sense to everything that he says. Not everything, obviously, but like after we lose big games, what the things that he says where he's like, I'm happy with the performance, like I hate that. I, I honestly I don't I don't even care if he, like you just saying he's adding like he's just adding fuel to the fire when he says that like when he smiles they're like, that's gonna piss me off. That pisses I me off. I love the smiling. I love smiling just because of no, how you don't. You love the smiling. Every I, single person. I, oh my god! Like honestly, every time he smiles, oh my god! <laughs> the post-game smiles are my drug, honestly. Like, okay, I just, but like, I just, here, are you a big Montella fan or are you just a positive guy? Is it? Oh no, no, no! It's not even like okay. Let me explain for people who are not initiated. Let me explain why people think that I'm a huge Montella fan. So, like, right from the start of the season, I've been like, okay, guys, I get that, like, we spent a lot of money, right? But, like, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. We can't just, like, no, buy a bunch of things and win Syria. But so, what happens is, like, we lose a few big games, right? But we, the games that we do win, A, we look pretty comfortable, and B, they are against the same types of teams that we didn't look comfortable against last season. Like, yeah. we lost so many games to smaller teams last season that we ended up having to like go to the second to last game to qualify for Europe. Whereas like if we had beaten Udinese home and away, if we had beaten Sampdoria home and away, yeah. if we'd beaten Empoli home and away, like we wouldn't even be in that situation. So like wait, hold on, no no apart we, from the, we, we did beat Empoli home and away, did we? Oh no, we lost them wait, at home. No, oh, we, we lost, lost to Empoli. We lost they home. took three points from us. Yeah. Yeah. We and, beat like, them there. We lost them. That was a sad I remember that. It was sad. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like Montelli's yeah. If if we struggle, if we struggle against those types of teams, that's when you have to be worried. If we're beating small teams and losing to big teams, for me, that's not as bad as like looking competitive against the big teams and dropping points to like um, all the Kievo and Sassuolo. Like, if we had been dropping points to those people, that's when I would be worried. But the big know. teams beating us because like they have Icardi and Higuain and Immobile, and we don't. Who do we have? That's the thing. Our team is brand new. How can we have someone right now? I don't know. Like, Why is Callender <laughs> playing every game? I, li- I like I like Callender. I like him honestly. I think I think he's a hit. I got Croatian hitman. I honestly. I, I, <laughs> however, the fact that he plays ninety minutes every City game, we don't win. It's not like we're winning okay, every game. Change it up, Montelli Small. I wouldn't even Seriously. pretend to be a fan of Callender because from the, from right before we came, right throughout the summer when he was forcing this move. I'm like, he, you can't be serious. This guy cannot be allowed to join our club. This guy is the most irritating, most annoying. Like, I, I, I know what Montella's play style is, and the idea that, like, Kalinic suits it and Baka doesn't is just, like, the most No, but the here's, the lazy. Thing, here's the thing, though, with Baka. Baka literally has cement in his cleats. He doesn't <laughs> At least Kalinic moves, and I've seen Kalinic move. Kalinic is more I of a I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't lie. Kalinic, off the ball, has some great ideas. Like, he, he does. has... He, he knows what he's doing, basically. Like, even when he gets the ball, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, and he's it's like, player. I wouldn't deny that he's a good player, right? But my thing is, if people are going to, like, hate on Kalinic, hate on him for the right reason. Like, you can't give Kalinic hate because, oh, he hit the bar against Juve, or, or he's not trying hard enough, or he keeps missing. It's, it's not like he's missing on purpose. It's like he's trying, but it's like they say in basketball, the squeeze just aren't falling. Like, a player yeah, I, can I saw you tweet be that. I got, best really, I got really angry when you tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> I like saw you the best shoot him, but like it's just not falling today, and it happens. So it's like, I mean, with Kalinic, if you have to understand, where you have to understand Montez's logic, where it's like you can't have two young strikers 
and like play, play the, them play like the youngsters. Every single, because... Change it up. <laughs> change, change it up. Put in put in a backline of Gustavo Gomez, uh, Gabriel Paletta, and uh, Christian Zapata for all I care. Win a game. I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult because everyone, everyone and their mother would play Andre Silva and Cucione every single game. But I can I can tell you with utmost sincerity that a team that relies on youth players does not does not compete for the sort of the positions hey, that hey, Milan hey, wants hey, to compete for. Hey, can I be can I be the devil's advocate here? This yeah, 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 yeah. What about Monaco last year? Okay. One thing you have to understand. I know. Monaco I just, is, just, no, I must be. I must be a, a a prick. Yeah, uh, yeah. One thing you have to understand with Monaco is it's not like their entire starting eleven was youth players. Okay, they had Camille Gleek, they had Falcao. Yeah, Camille Gleek really was experienced as fuck. Their the, the, what Jadim did well was he mixed in youth and experience well. That's what you have to do. And that's why with Milan, Montoya has to be careful because he doesn't want to field an under-20 side, you know? Like, you, you can't do that. I mean, on paper you can, but you just can't, you know? That's why, that's why Bia plays so much because I like it, would be so easy, it would be so easy to just play um, Kessi Locatelli in midfield, just um, play Suso and Chanolu, play... Andre Silva, Cuccione, play Romagnoli, just play youth players, the entire starting lineup. It would look cool, yeah, young Italian, but like, yeah. I can guarantee you, watch 2015, 2016, if you don't believe me. Yeah, watch no. the second half of 2016-17, if you don't believe me. That team would drop so many points. Yeah, no. So many yeah. Teams because they are, they are kids, and you can't rely on kids. Like, you just can't. It looks cool when you, your team has a lot of youth playing, but like, Teams that, if you notice, look across all the leagues. The teams that win the league, there's very few youth players in their starting lineup. Very few. You can go... Monaco being the notable exception to this rule, and credit to them, God bless them, they won the league with a bunch of youth players. Who's this, sorry? But that does not happen. It doesn't happen very often in football. The I teams know. That win I, just league, win, I just want to win matches, to be honest, I guess. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the Milan will have a problem with beating Torino. Uh, uh, I genuinely don't think so. Like, uh, we'll, genuinely... We'll, get into, we'll get into that in a bit. We'll get into that. In a bit. <laughs> however, we do have a nice set of matches. I do think, however, and I say, and you can, this is on the record. Yeah. I do think that Benevento Calcio de Campania is going to get their first points against us. <laughs> I said that I it would be hilarious if that happened. I'm absolutely convinced that Benevento Calcio de Campania. Amato Cicciaretti is going to score a banger top corner. I already know. I, it's, our, it's written in the stars. I extremely doubt that. I extremely I, doubt I, that. It's written in the stars, Para. It's literally <laughs> written in the stars. Like, I, I, it would be hilarious. It would be very oh, on brand. Yeah. It would that, be very on brand for that to happen. I wouldn't if, even lie. It would be so happens, on brand. It would be that, the most that, Milan thing ever. If, if that happens, that's the end of my TV. It's gone. My TV's gone. <laughs> but TV. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, that Milan, against the weaker teams, we've looked like we know what we're doing. And against the bigger teams, we've looked outmatched. Well, with, with the exception of um, Sampdoria, because that Sampdoria loss, regardless of how good they are now, at the time, they had no business beating us. Like, none. If Montella had gone in there with the right idea and, like, set us up to succeed, we would have won that game easily, but he didn't, and we lost. That's the one game where it's like, I don't even blame any of the players, even though both the goals were mistakes. That's the one game where it's like that is one hundred percent Montero's fault, like one hundred percent. 
Which one? Sampdoria. Away at Sampdoria. Oh, that was Montella. Montella East. Yeah, that was Montella. Like, he did not set us up to succeed in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Literally because the, the formation that Sampdoria uses is, okay, I don't want to get too deep in tactics thought right now, but yeah. I, just, I just know that it was Montella's fault. Like, it, just know that even though both the goals were individual mistakes, that game is the one game where you can point to and say, that is on Montella. We had we had nothing. We that was a game where we had no attacking ideas. Really yeah, and 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 save that game, right? Every other small team we played, we comfortably, even though some fans will tell you the fans that want to win five nil every game, they will tell you that we didn't look comfortable. But every other smaller team we played, we've comfortably beaten them. Okay, yeah. Except Genoa, but Genoa, I don't know how much you can do about that because obviously you're playing with ten men and. There's just it just happens, you know, sometimes where you just have so many chances and none of them go in. So I don't know about that general game. Yeah. But okay. every other yeah. smaller team we've played, we've looked very comfortable. And yeah. against Torino, I don't see what will change because it's 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 like you don't want to be too overconfident, obviously. Like even Montella will say you can't underestimate anyone. But right now, if you look at Torino, right, they're right below us in the table. Like they're two or three points below us. So they're about the closest match we have in terms of quality. And their last few games, they haven't been amazing, you know? They've, like, drawn 1-1 twice in a row. Like, they, they drew with Inter and they drew with Kiever. Like, they haven't been on amazing form. And so... And they've had problems scoring goals as of recent. Like, yeah. they, they haven't gotten... Velotti, he's not been, like, at his... Imperial best. So I look at that Torino game, I'm not like scared. And I'm just like, if we go there, if we play our game the way we always, if we played the way we played second half at Napoli against Austria Vienne, uh, second half at Sassuolo, second half at, first half at Juve, if we go there and just play the way we've been playing, we will, we will win that game quite comfortably. Yeah. Because we are, we are a better team on the surface. And mm-hmm. the problem we've had in recent weeks is that we might be good. But that crop of Juve, Napoli, Inter, Roma, Lazio, it's just better than we are right now. Like, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. It sucks to hear, obviously, after we spent that much money. But that's just the way it is where those teams are better than us right now. So, of course, they beat us. In the second leg, who knows? We might, we might beat Inter, we might beat Roma, we might beat Lazio. No one knows. But in those first legs, they were better. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, just don't think, I just don't think that... I feel that sometimes have overcorrected and have then taken the position of like Milan is bad. And it's like because we lost to Napoli, we are kind and we of lost bad. to Juve, <laughs> and we lost to Roma, we are bad. Like we're a bad team. Like we're worse than, we're worse than Bologna. And it's like yeah. Milan is not worse than Bologna. You guys need to calm down. We lost a close game to big teams. We look competitive doing so, but we, we lost. That does not mean that our team is like objectively bad. Like, yeah, I, I can know. guarantee you. I can I, guarantee you that we will play Torino. We will look better than Inter did at Torino. Mm-hmm, and okay. we, will, we will win that game. 
Okay. I, I have utmost confidence. Okay. So, you know, we have a few questions in the live chat. We'll get to those first. Um, Palacio fan said, any thoughts on the reports from the, from the New York Times about Lee Yong-Hong, <laughs> Yong-Hong Lee? Any worries? Oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, I don't really like to talk about the financial yeah, aspect of football I because either, um, right? I don't know anything. We don't know. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like, an, I like economics, but I'm not an economist, right? So even in terms of like transfers in China, I always say like, I don't care about transfers. I don't care about any of that. If Milan buys a new player, oh, that's fine. Um, God bless him. He's now a Milan fan. He's now a Milan player. I'm going to support him. But I'm not like refreshing Demacio seeing who is Milan going to buy. Like, I don't care about that. Oh, aspect of I do. I care about, like, but I don't, I, don't really care. I don't really care about the financial. Like, I, I don't. Here's the thing. And this is why I said like a few days ago, all these people are tweeting like, oh, I think this and I think that. It's like, well, like nobody knows anything. Nobody knows yeah, anything. Like, no one knows except Fasoni. And, and Fasoni is said. Fasoni has repeatedly said, guys, we know what we're doing. We're not like idiots, okay? And like Berlusconi said that he would not sell this club to people who didn't have the money to buy it. Like, obviously, he loves Milan. He's not going to sell Milan to a bunch of idiots. But that would be a very on-brand thing for him to do, but I just doubt that he would ruin a club that he loves that way. So, like, I don't know about the money stuff. All I know is um, uh, we had a bunch of debts and Elliot took over the debts and we couldn't pay back Elliot so another company took over the debts from Elliot and we have to pay them. And like, they'll sort it out, it's fine. They're professionals, they know what we're doing. Worry about, worry about what you can worry about, guys. Don't worry about the money stuff. It's not your money, okay? Just relax. Yeah. Um, here's another question here, let's read it. Um, let's see. So, Badar says, thoughts on Inter Milan probably playing a derby in the quarterfinals of the Copa in early January? Uh, ah, damn. I think, I think, you know what, I, I can answer this one. I think, I think that depends because if Milan are in the same spot they are in, in, the, in the table right now, Badar, if we're, in the, if we're still 7th or 8th place and we're way out, we're, we'll take that match more seriously than, than uh, Inter would, I think, because the Copa could be our way of... Uh, if, if Europa League doesn't work, I don't know. It could be our way of getting through because, you know, Champions League is the goal even if through Europa League. I don't know. And it's, I don't know. But again, that Europa League would be the spot for Coppa Italia, yeah? I think that if we play into in the Coppa Italia quarterfinals, would it be over two legs or would it just be one, would it just be one game? Yeah. Would it be over two legs? Uh, the quarterfinal, I don't believe so. No, I think the quarterfinal is just one game and the semifinal and the semifinal is a two leg. Okay. I don't think that, I think that if Milan had play, if, if Milan and Inter play, we will draw 2-2. That's all I know because our teams are evenly matched. I know Bada will obviously object to this, but the truth is ever since last season, every time Milan and Inter play, the score is 2-2 because our teams are equal right now. We might not be on equal form, but quality-wise, when you look at our team, like, overall, we are equal. I don't know mm-hmm. who will win, but I, I am leaning towards draw. That's what I think. So if it had to go to penalties or whatever the tie-breaking is in um, Copa Italia, yeah. I think Milan could win on penalties, but I don't think we can <laughs> beat them. I don't think we can beat them, like, outright. I don't well, know. Cause... It depends on how they approach the match, I think. It depends. <sighs> depends. If, if, if Inter are doing or fighting for the Scudetto, they're not going to put... I just hate playing Inter because they could put fucking like 10 
six-year-old children on the field and Icardi, and they would have a chance just because Icardi is playing. That's why I hate playing Inter. It's like you can never, you can't just beat them. Like, you can't just like, okay, we're just going to play Inter and win. Because no, because Icardi is playing. Well, like, yeah, they well, could, Icardi is that, like one of those that guys. That guy can just yeah. decide on his own that I'm not losing this match. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm not losing. And he's not going to lose. Like, Icardi is... Uh, I just, I just hate playing Inter. He's one of those guys who can get two touches in a match, and those two touches are goals. Um, yeah, yeah. Which sucks, but whatever. And that's a good question. We'll move on. There's one more question, then we'll go on to Milan and Torino on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. A Palacio fan said, "Who's been your worst transfer so far?" Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to see your thought on this. And I, I think for me, <laughs> I think I already kind of. I think I have my. I think I have one in mind. But I probably. I, I can guess what yours is going to be. Well, Palacio fan, my worst transfer is very obviously Antonio Donnarumma because he has no business oh. being at Milan. <laughs> I know that's not what you wanted to hear, but in terms, I, I understand what you're saying. In terms of the real transfers we've made, I would say that the worst is probably, um, in terms of the ones who've had an actual part to play, and looking at like how everyone has played, it would it would have to be. Um, hmm. Okay, let me see. I think for this me, this is tough because we bought so many players. Yeah, but you know, I, you know, I like mind? all of them. Like, I like all of them. So yes, yeah, so do I. One of them, the worst. But the worst, in 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 my view, it would it would have to be Chalanoli, just because oh, just because he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been bad. Just because he has had up till this point of all of the new players, he's had the least influence. He has on Milan winning and losing games. Benucci's like, not apart from, transfer Nikita. No apart way. From, apart from, like, the, Austria, the first leg in Austria-Vienne. He was really good. Apart from that game, he hasn't really been the reason we've won any game. But every other transfer, at least yeah. once, at least, at least three times, they have been a big reason we won a game. And yeah. it's harsh on China. I'm still a big fan. I still believe in him 100%. Even though Spatito doesn't, I still believe in him 100%. He's a good player. People will tell you he's a bad player, but he's not a bad player. He's just, I just think he's, he's not very, like, I don't know. He's kind of... He's just very mentally... His mentality isn't the strongest. Like, if you compare his mentality to, like, Bonaventura's mentality, it's just... He's just not... His mentality is very... He just needs... He needs, he needs like, parental care. Yeah. In terms it, of it seems like... And, like... It seems like it's, like, that Chanagu is just not... Like, he can't really beat his man one-on-one. Like, just his first touch sucks. And I... <sighs> I don't understand. Like, okay, like, that, okay. He, let me. He, he gets, he gets, he gets, <laughs> just, he gets, he gets a lot. Though. He does. I think Chalanolu, for one, he has suffered from the system we play because Montella yeah, hasn't sure. really found a way to use him in his best role, which Montelli's, is as an attacking midfielder. Montelli's. But that's that's a consequence of us buying Benucci and having to play with three defenders. And even though I would buy Benucci again if he gave me the chance. You can't deny that us buying Benucci has put like a tactical like wrench in everything that we planned for because originally the plan was four three three, Masaki and Romagnoli. And yep. Milan is happy we play how we've always played, but you can't pass up signing Benucci. And signing Benucci needs three defenders. And for the for to Montella's credit, even though everyone will hate me for saying this, to Montella's credit, as of recent, he has found a way to play three defenders, play Suso and Bonaventura at the same time. And play Rodriguez, which is what literally everyone was complaining about at the start of the season. Oh no, we can't play four three three. 
how are you going to get the best out of the Jesus in the 4 3 3? So he moves to wing back. Oh no, you can't play uh, three at the back. How are we going to leave Bonaventura and Suso off the pitch when they're our best players? And now Suso and Bonaventura are both playing in a three at back formation with Rodriguez as a wing back, and people still complain. And it's like, okay, I don't know what else you want, but that, that's just how Milan is right now. You have to accept it. I would love for us to go back to 4 3 3, but that's not going to happen. And it sucks because that's probably a formation where Chanoli would look the best. But to his credit, whenever we've used the, the three at the back with the Bia as DM and Kessie and Chanoli just ahead of him and Chanoli in a central position and Kessie sort of to the right, he's been okay. It's not that he's been bad, okay? He's been, he's been fine. He's not been like game changing or anything, but he's been fine. He's done what starts with him. Excuse me. Apart from the AS Roma game where he got a red card stupidly. But yeah. that's why he's done with parts of him and that's 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 good enough, I guess, for a twenty two year old, like still very young. Yeah, most people look at yeah, Channel and think he's like twenty seven. It's like he's still a kid. He's still got a long way to go in terms of like being a finished product. So he's definitely the worst. I don't think Nikita is correct in saying Benuti is the worst because he just had a run of bad games. He also season. has to adapt to a system, right? Especially in Italy. In Italy, the, the tactics are—it's different. It's like a—it's like a, a, a chess match, right? In in in, uh, in Italy, yeah, and in, in like, a sense. From going into I would one, say the, 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 you, to, you take some time to get used to for that. So Bonucci is the least of my worries. The least of my yeah. worries. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apart from apart from uh, Chanolu, one would obviously have to say, even though it's not his fault, Conti, since he hasn't played because he's been injured, and it, was, it sucked that he got injured, mm-hmm. but looking at it on paper, he's the transfer who has had the least to do, so I guess you could say he's the worst transfer. Yeah, okay. Let's get right into a preview of Milan Torino this Sunday. Um, it's a 9 a.m. game, Eastern time. Uh, so it's a 3... God's time. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. time in Italy. Uh, so it's an afternoon kickoff at San Siro. So, as of right now on the table, we sit in seventh place. Uh, some is ahead of us, but they are very far ahead of us. They're not. It's a seven-point gap. I guess. I guess not that far. I guess. But if, if Sampdoria lose, we win. If Sampdoria win, I know. These league tables change so quickly. You guys are going to eat your fucking words by the time it's May and Milan is like in some other position other than... But Sampdoria. remember, I'm gonna, I'm remember that anything. if Torino do beat us, though, they go ahead of us and we go to eighth. Or, yeah. And if Fiorentina... <laughs> so if, if we lose and... <laughs> listen, if we lose and Torino, Fiorentina, Bologna, and Kiev all win, we go to 10th. <sighs> okay. That is very worrying. But that, I can essentially, you. if we lose to Torino, Montella out. It has to be. Oh yeah, I would. I would one hundred percent be Montella out if we don't get fifteen points out of fifteen from these games. Yeah. Unless it's some kind of bullshit. Maybe we can see the penalty in the ninetieth minute or some yeah, shit happen, like that. That's, that's happen, not yeah. his fault. But if we get outplayed in get any of those games, yeah. if we lose any of those games fair and square, I am 100% Montella out. I'm on the record now. This is on the internet. Anyone yep. can see it. Like, iTunes, yeah. play everything. Yeah, I, I am 100% Montella out if we don't get 15 out of 15 points in these next five. City and just a reminder for all the, city, for the five, next five City A games. So we have Torino on Sunday. Then we have Benevento Calcio di Campania the next, the next week. Then we have Bologna at home. And then we have Hellas Verona away. 
that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's doable. No, sorry, that's four games. And then we have Atalanta. Atalanta might be a little tough. Ah, uh, we'll beat those guys. But it's at home. We'll draw. We'll draw. We'll draw. It's we'll at draw. home. We'll draw. We could beat them at home. We'll draw. And then we we'll have Fiorentina after that. So like, dude, last time we beat Atalanta. Uh um. Well, we exactly. beat them. We the last the last time we beat Atalanta was I think it was the last game of the of the season. The one uh, when Bonaventura made his return there and scored two goals. I think that was the last game of the season. It was in like May. Like two, we two played, years ago. We played, we played Cagliari last May and we no, lost 2-1. No, no, no. It wasn't, wasn't last year. It was the year before that. Oh, in 2015, 2016? I believe so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was, with, it was when we had the jersey with the, we, the last season of the, the white cr- uh, logo. The white crest. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, but th- that's still been... <laughs> That's still been a while ago. Like That's a long time. Yeah, exactly. They kind of So we'll see. Um, I don't know. What we Torino's going to be a tough match. And you know what? With, with all my Andrea Belotti hate that I've given him in the past week because he choked it for Eddie Azzurri in the uh, playoff. That was unreasonable, man. You, yeah, I was, I was, I was fearing for your life, honestly. That yeah, you know, know, like honestly, <laughs> honestly, if if you if you if you're given an opportunity to shine at a big moment, you choke it and you choke your country. I'm gonna get mad. Him and him and Immobile both pissed me off. So I mean, well, actually, like, um, first of all, the fact that he even got there is a credit to him because like, I know, but Belotti's. That header, you saw it, right? It was easier to miss than it was to I score. I mean, it's a difficult header. Sorry, I mean, it, was easier, it was easier to score than it was to miss. I mean, he's heading it back across the post. That's, that's number one. No, and number two, know. it's so easy. It's so easy to miss time your jump. He got under the header. There was too much on it. Like, it's, it's difficult, okay? I'm not a professional, so I can't pretend to be like an expert on like heading and stuff. But, 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 I, then, but then Chido Mobile had like two chances to score in, in, the, in the second leg, and he didn't either. So it's like... Oh my I just feel that Ventura didn't put Italy in a position to succeed. So they that's did, the man. The players play I, on the those players. Though. Those players did all they could, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't blame know. those players. I don't know. I don't know. I, I blame they the players. They did all they could. I blame the players too. The players are <laughs> that's kind of an embarrassment, but I don't want to talk about that. I, I'm not over it still. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Belotti's probably gonna score just so I can eat my words. But and then again, mm-hmm. Belotti did really bad for him. He missed a penalty last week too. Yeah, um, I saw that. I, you know what? If Pelotti scores like ten goals this season, then Cairo is an absolute idiot. Uh, at the, the Torino director because he could have got he could have got sixty seventy million for him last summer, and if he has a bad season this year, he's it's frankly bad. embarrassing that so many people wanted Pelotti after just one season for Torino, and, and I'm just like, you well, guys no, need to I, I wanted him, but not for a hundred million. <laughs> not, I just no feel way. it. There's no if way. If we had good, if we had gotten Belotti and Andre Silva in the same summer, that would have been a disservice to both of them. And both of their development would have been stifled because they have to play on the same team and we, compete we have, for the same minutes. We actually, so, we actually tried. We actually tried for Belotti like late in the. I summer. would have been against it, frankly. Um, if we hadn't gotten Andre Silva, I would have 100% been for Belotti. But since we got Andre Silva, I'm like, okay, that's our guy. Yeah, Andre Silva. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just hope he stays at Torino for as long as possible. I just hope he does what Harry Kane does and just like stays between and makes them good. Like, you need to go to Real Madrid. I think the Azzurri starting striker should be, should be playing for Torino personally, but like, Tottenham are a bit bigger than Torino right now. A bit better. They're way better. I mean, both of them are still very small clubs. Uh, yeah, but I think, sorry, I think Tottenham is a bit of a bigger club. Um, 
they have a little bit higher expectations than they play in the Champions League. In the, that's in the fair. Europe. That's fair. But um, I, I think that Belotti staying at Torino at least until the World Cup was the best move for him because it's the World Cup. Yeah, you don't want to go to a new club and like struggle and then like maybe lose form and then you don't get to go to Russia. But even though now he's not going to go to Russia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, wait, so, yeah. so let's get into a formation talk. Do you think Montella and Suzo just returned back to training today, so he's going to be back for Sunday. Does Suzo start from the start, or do we put Gutron and Silva because they both scored a brace yesterday? Um, I think what's likely to happen is that we go back to the um, we go back to the formation we used at Sassuolo, which is like uh, a a kind of two at the back, but like yeah, with Suso and someone, either Chanolu and or Bonaventura. Do so in someone behind a striker. That which striker could be Andre Silva. <laughs> it could be Kalinic. It could be Andre Silva. I just don't understand. Yeah, no. He doesn't give him like when you look at Andre Silva. It's like he has zero City A goals. But his games that he played against were against uh, Inter, Roma. He came on against Napoli. Like what? How many goals is he going to score against Napoli, Roma, and Inter? Exactly. It's it's harsh on him. And I I I will say that Milan fans deserve the Andre Silva banter because. You guys talked way too much about Gabigol last year, and you just you walked okay, in. You basically but, made it so easy for Inter fans to just banter you this season because you guys talked so much about Gabigol. Like, but so Gabigol actually is terrible. Nikita, if you're he's, watching, actually, he's actually a Nikita, bad, a bad footballer. Nikita, if you're watching this, the Andre Silva slander is your fault for talking about Gabigol so much. I want you to know that. I want but Gabigol is actually terrible. He's actually a bad footballer. Like, he literally has 15 minutes from Benfica this year. 15, 1-5. <laughs> he has wow. 15 minutes. Like, imagine playing 15 minutes. That, like, that would, that like, at would least, be... At least Andre Silva is... He's the top scorer in Europa League right now. He scores goals. Like, he scores for Portugal every single game. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it's not yeah. like... Okay, well... If it well, was up to me, I would start Andre Silva, right? Yeah, so I don't think so that I, and, then I think, and then if we're down, if we're down, you put in Cutrone or, or Callens or something yeah. like that. If we're up. Yeah. And even if we're up, still give Cutrone a chance. You know, he deserves, he hasn't played in Serie A for like a month now. Like, just same. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty. It's anyway. Pretty, and, like, and the camera will show Silva on the bench. I sitting there like, what the hell? Like, yeah. anyway, so we're going to wrap up soon, but let's just talk about. So. I think the formation, and there hasn't been any problem ones yet. It's a little too early. But I think that we'll, we'll – so we're going to stay with a three. I think the three four two one makes more sense because we are playing Torino at home. So I think we want yeah. – um, yeah. I do think, I, I do think Suso starts because he's back at training today. So I do think yeah. Suso starts. Um, he, should, he should start on like that right-hand side, that inside well, right where he started at Tato. He will. So um, I, th- I think it would be uh, – I think it would be – I th- I'm not sure if Romagnoli is going to be 100 fit or not. So uh, he's, he has a flu still. So I th- he'll probably go with uh, Zapata, Romagnoli, and uh, no, sorry, Zapata, Musacchio, Bonucci. Yeah, that, that that would be fine. Yeah, Zap- Zapata, Bonucci, and Musacchio, uh, and then you ha- you'll probably have Borini on the right. Which he's been absolutely fantastic, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, no doubt, he's been he's been great. Credit to him. And people are like, oh, like he's not been that good. Like you know what? No, you (laughs) people don't understand that when you're a professional football and you 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 have a position that you played your whole life, how hard it is to go to a different position and perform that way in a big in big matches. And it's not like Borini's only played well against Sassuolo and in Europa League. He played well against Inter. He played well against Roma. 
He played decently. Yeah, he's been he's been great. Brini is one of those players where like coaches just love him because like he's just he's very intelligent and like he can do everything you ask him to. Like yeah, he's a great he's a great guy to have in the room. He's a great he's a great teammate, and I I truly he's fitting great on the, as a wing back, especially on the right side. And I think I hope he starts every single game. He's he's fit. He's probably one of the most probably the fit most fit player on the team. So yeah, um, he's been good. So I think Burini. I like to see what's interesting. I like. I'm not sure if Belia will play or not, or Locatelli. I'm thinking Belia will play. I'm thinking it'll yeah, be. It'll it be like, up to I me. think. I think it'll be a Kessie, uh, Kessie Belia. Yeah, Kessie Belia is most likely. I would personally prefer Kessie Montalivo, but it's not to me. So Kessie Belia. But uh, on the left, a really nice game against Napoli. I rewatched. I didn't watch the match yeah. live, but I rewatched, and he had a nice match. I've been trying to tell you all about Montalivo, but you all just think I'm like playing around. I'm like, well, no, he, he has been. He has been like trash since his injury. His injury. Killed. Okay, first of all, I mean, okay, you, that's fair to say. That's fair to say, right? Yeah, like he's, but, his injury. His injury sucks. The fact that people dislike Montevideo so much, I feel I that... Like, um, I think he's a good... like. He seems pretty respected in the room. I don't know. People seem like the people... Yeah, like, I mean, people don't like that he's captain and they don't like that he looks like... Yeah, but he got... Yeah, he's not... I, apparently, I look like, apparently, I look like Montevideo. I, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. I truly don't, like, at all. That's just what Diego says. Dude. Yeah, no, it's because it's he did a face swap on Snapchat. <laughs> so it just looks like... So it just looks like... Like it, it looks like that my my face fits in it, but really I don't look at him at all. Um, mm. Anyways, so I think it probably Kessie Belia, just because Belia is fit, and we're gonna use we're gonna use as much as we can for the next two or three seasons. Yeah, um, and then Rodriguez on the left. Rodriguez so. on the left. Rodriguez is, I think, I, I think Rodriguez could almost be classified as world class, and he's a very good. It, the only the only um, part that would be interesting to me is because the back the back eight of like Donnarumma, Zapata, Benucci. Romagnoli slash Masakio, uh, Barini, Cassie, Bia, Rodriguez. That part is fine. They, the part that's interesting to me is whether she chooses to go with two strikers or two attacking midfielders because Suso is playing. And if he goes Suso, Bonaventura, and the striker, that could, that's basically the same lineup as Sapporo. That's him saying that, okay, we're going to try and dominate possession and we're going to try and work the chances we're gonna try and build out from the back we're gonna try and you know play how we've played all season and we will we will get our chances we'll get our goals if he goes with two strikers if he goes with like against austria basically if he goes with the same setup as austria that's that's a bit more aggressive and i would be fine with it especially at home against Torino. that's a bit more aggressive but the problem with that is then you kind of lessen the chances of Suso playing because he can't play like right in the midfield as a uh, Metzala, as you guys say. Yeah, he can't Metzala. be that, but Chalonolu can be that. So it's interesting if he goes with two strikers. I doubt he will just because if Suso is playing, then it has to be one striker. That's that's just how I come to understand it because yeah. it means that two strikers means. It has to be someone and someone in the box, and then the third person is right in the midfield. Suso, Suso kind of works with that link. He's not really a midfielder, not really a forward. He's just like in between, just floating around there. Mm-hmm. And if we play with two strikers, Suso can't do that. 
So yeah. it would most likely be Chanolu or Bonaventura. Most likely Chanolu in that role. So if Suso plays, he will probably play with Chanolu or Bonaventura and then behind the striker. I think yeah. that's more likely just because it worked well against Patolo and there's no reason to go away from it. Whether that striker will be Kalinic. I, I know. I haven't, I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen any probable lineups yet, right? I don't think yeah, we, not yet. If, I don't think... Yeah, I, but, the, the papers will probably come out with it for tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's paper. Oh, you're... Um, yeah. And Kutrona averages a goal every 118 minutes and Andre Silva averages a goal every 123 minutes. So I think they... I think they should should get a shot to play in City Abu. I personally would start Andre Silva because out of yeah. anyone in our team, he has earned, if this was truly a meritocracy, there is no reason why he would not be starting. But Agreed. Because, because Montella is rather stubborn and because he has this idea of saying Andre Silva is still a young player and Serie A is more tough and there's not as much space in Serie A and um, Kalinic is more experienced, he will always find a way to justify starting Kalinic. Yeah. But if this was a pure meritocracy, Andre Silva would definitely be starting. And I think just for his performance yesterday, he has earned at least this game. At least this game. He's mm-hmm. earned the right to start. If you yeah. play him and he drops a 2 out of 10, then you can take him off and bring on Kalinic. God bless you. But just for yeah. this game. I think it all depends. It all depends on the first half. If it's 0-0 still, then we'll, we'll see it out. If Torino goes up one nothing and we're losing... And we have that one striker, then we'll obviously see a second striker come on. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that if, uh, if for example, I say Chan Agu starts, for example, he'll come off at like a 60th minute for another striker. Yeah, that 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 would make sense. I think that we, if we score one or two goals in the first half, then Montella, last season he would have brought on a defender and tried to protect it. I think that now that will see that will that will make him see that okay, it's a chance for other guys to play. So. He could bring on Katrina, he could bring on Locatelli, he could bring on some other guys, get them reasonable playing time. So I just hope, best case scenario for us, is tune in lead at halftime and like some younger guys get to play. And it's like, everything goes fine. That's the best case scenario for me. I agree. Uh, I think that's, I think that, that makes the most sense. Uh, someone um, on the chat asked, would you buy Sime Vasalico for 20 million? I oh, wouldn't yeah. just because that's, we have Andre Conti injured. And um, wait, is that Diego? I believe so. Yeah. Holy shit! Is that? Oh, what's up, dude? That's my boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so, yeah. So I agree with you. I think because we have Andrea Conti, and now we even have Fabio Bonini who can play that position. So I don't think that. Yeah, and we have the Primavera kid that Ahmed Bader oh. has a hard on for. Oh, so. um, oh, uh, Bellanova. Yeah, whatever his name is, he seems to be yeah. quite good if he's practicing with the first team. So uh, yeah. I would hold off on buying any fullbacks right now. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Vitalico. Like when he was at Sassuolo, he made our lives hell. I was very sad when he went to Atletico Madrid because I knew that he just wouldn't play a lot there because they have fun front. But yeah. um, now they seem to be shipping him out. And um, I would say whatever team does get him will be getting a very good fullback. But I, just don't I think, think it might be Napoli. Yeah. If they're selling Husai, then it makes sense for them to get him. But I don't think he has a place in Milan just because we have, we have a fullback crisis. But when okay, Diego is kind of being hostile right now, Okay, we still have Andrea Conti, okay? We're not going to spend 20 million. We're not going to spend 20 million on two right backs, Diego. That just doesn't make much sense. We can't, we can't buy, we can't have, we, it would make sense if we loaned him, okay? If we loaned him and then when Andrea Conti healed up, he went back, that would be fine. But we're not spending 20 million 
on a right back when we have wait hold Ponte, on Calabria and Abate and Barini who can play that. Wait, it just yeah, doesn't make wait. much sense. What's up with the Barini slander? He's been good against big teams. He has not. He's he didn't knock it boy against Inter. He didn't knock it boy against Roma. And I don't. I rewatched <laughs> it. He didn't get bullied against Napoli. I don't think he was the problem at all. He wasn't the problem against Napoli. The problem against Napoli. Okay, I'm not going to get into that right now. No, 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 no. We don't have time for that. <laughs> um, Diego, you need to calm down. Europa League is going to get two or three times more difficult. Yes, definitely it will. But we have too many right backs right now. They might all be injured, but they are still on the payroll. We can't just spend 20 million on a right back. Okay? We have three. We could have had Dashia, but that, you guys, I'm not going to get into that right now. But we have enough. We have enough. Yeah, it's fine, but we have enough. Um, yeah, so we're gonna end it off soon. Um, before we do, prediction for Milan Torino on Sunday and a true realistic prediction. Realistic prediction. I think that we could win two one. Like if we we might score two goals early and then just kind of try and coast, and then Torino might get one back and. Everyone Anybody, will lose yeah. their minds for a few minutes, but we'll survive. So, 2-1, pretty realistic. Any uh, goal scorer predictions? Uh, I would guess Suso, just because he's been scoring so much. And um, I, I, I see no reason why he wouldn't continue that form against a uh, weaker, in quotes, team. So, 2-1, Suso gets the goal. Maybe a free kick, I hope. Who else? Uh, the second goal, maybe... Hmm. Maybe a Romagnoli header from a free kick since he's been scoring so much. If he plays, yeah. If he doesn't play. I I have a weird feeling, uh, and someone has said in the chat too, if Kalinic plays, he scores. That would be a kick in the face to much of Milan Twitter that I would enjoy a lot. So I I am rooting for that as well. (laughs) Okay. All right. In my prediction, honestly, I think that – I think the – I have two predictions. I think it can go one of two ways. I think – Either we lose two nothing to Torino, we lose. It's a one nothing game all game. We don't score, and they score a counterattack goal in the, in the 89th minute and beat us two nothing. <laughs> or we just we totally we come out like we should, and we win two nothing ourselves. Mm, okay, so both of us are being pretty cautious. We don't think it's going to be like a blowout. No, no, it's not going to be a blowout. Yeah. Torino have a decent. They have a decent side. Yeah, they they are nice relatively, but yeah. Oh my god, very, Diego. Diego, Diego, okay, wait, first, Diego, just relax, okay, breathe, breathe. We are a big team. We are a big team in bad form, but we are a big team. Second of all, it yeah. doesn't make much financial spend to spend 20 million on one right back when you just spent 20 million on another right back who is the same age and who will come back from injury fairly soon. It doesn't make yeah. sense. If we buy Vitalico in January, Conti comes back from injury, in February or March, what sense does that make? You can't justify it, especially since you're so adamant that Milan is broken, has no money, and the debtors are going to come kill us and we're going to be bankrupt, blah, blah, blah. Why are you advocating for us to spend money on a right back when we are in quote unquote financial trouble? Okay, Diego, yeah. so just relax. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we covered a lot. Thanks for everybody who listened in the live chat. It was huge. They asked some nice questions, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Para. Thanks again for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I can't believe it. I don't know why I pronounced your name wrong. It's, it's Paracelsus, yeah? Yeah, it's Paracelsus. It's like why, uh, the degrees said, Celsius, yeah. but without the I. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said Paracelsus. I just said it. I just I didn't even read it. I just said it. I don't know. Um, 
anyways, it was a it was a pleasure having you on. I think you know if you want to be on again, let me know because I will definitely have have you back on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, thanks for your insight and you know your positivity on Twitter and your gifts. So make sure, guys, you follow him on Twitter. It's not Doctor Drug Free anymore. It's just the Paracelsus. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that's his, that's his Twitter. We'll we'll tag it in the tweet. Um, remember, guys, our podcast is now on iTunes, Google Play, aside from YouTube. So uh, in a few hours, when it publishes to, to iTunes, Google Play, we'll tweet out the links. Please, on iTunes, Google Play, give us a review. Give us a good rating. Please uh, leave a comment, even a constructive criticism comment, too. Uh, those always help. So, yeah, uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Thanks for being in the live chat. And uh, we'll see you maybe next week, fourth to meal on this Sunday. Para, thanks again, man. Yeah, anytime. Yep, ciao ragazzi, forza Milan.